0: The minimum wage. We discussed the critical issue of the new national minimum wage in South Africa. Gerard Papenfuss, chief executive of NIASA, that is the National Employers Association of South Africa, joining us to share his perspective on the recently announced 8.5% increase to, to the national minimum wage and its potential implications on the employment and the economy in general. Well, good late afternoon to you, Gerard. Hello, Janait. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us. Tell us why do you believe that the new national minimum wage is deemed, you know, quote, both futile and destructive and what may be the anticipated consequences for the, you know, for business and even for the workers for that matter?
1: Um, yeah, Janae, you know you know, let's let's start off by just saying this. It is not that it is uh, our uh, philosophy to keep wages down or, uh, you know, to deprive an employee of proper wages. That is not why we uh, are battling this, fighting this fight. It is, uh, uh, South Africa has an an unemployment rate of uh, of, uh, 42%. Unofficial, but that's the more correct figure, and it might even be higher. Now, a country with that uh, with that unemployment rate cannot put a limitation on uh, on uh, pay. Now, what I, what I mean with limitation on pay, you know, the, the uh, an employee must find in the this dispensation where the minimum wage is described prescribed, uh, must find an employer that pays him that amount and if he can't find that employer, well then he can't find the job. Now it's mm-hmm. easy for us to sit here in, in, in the city and think, you know, what what is that amount? Uh, that's very small. But you know, if you if you go to rural areas you all of a sudden find that this is very relevant. It's 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 become quite a substantial amount. Uh, very little for an employee perhaps, but maybe too much for a small businessman. Now I'm talking businessman it can be a household it can be a small farmer it can be anything and uh the moment an employer cannot pay that wage you will make alternative arrangements all he want to employ so you know you can't what 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 happens with a person that cannot find a job at that figure well he will you uh, will sit. you'll be without a job what does that mean Well, that means he earns nothing uh he, he will lose his self respect he will he will de- be deprived of uh, a future and we say no let let the market dictate this thing because in affluent societies people pay much more the minimum wage is irrelevant in 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 strong businesses and more wealthy people that 's totally irrelevant it's where it's in the middle class lower middle class where they it simply cannot be afforded and i don't believe if the uh the uh, National Minimum Wage Commission says that uh, the minimum wage doesn't have a huge impact on in- impact on employment, that that is true. I simply cannot believe it. Um, if a person stands in front of you and he says, I want so much and it's less than that amount, let him contract with somebody else on that lesser amount
0: because even a low-paid job is better than no job. Hmm. Uh, you know, Khirad, uh, the end... Uh, the nmwc uh, proceeded with its proposals despite warning warnings i mean yeah. how does this reflect on the effectiveness Of the public participation process something like the minimum wage and and we've heard you know things regarding other discussions in south africa as well that it's open to public participation open to public participation but in in reality i mean the public participates no doubt but in nothing really happens i mean it's it it seems to be that uh, you know what it's it's not counted whether the public participates or not it's for it's full concluded
1: well, unfortunately, uh, what has happened here um, uh, is exactly what you uh, described. describe. Uh, uh, happens in every sphere of uh, of our society. We government engage in consultation, public participation. Uh, they they set out, they uh, make up their minds on an issue, then they uh, create the impression that they. Uh, consult about it, and then they do exactly as what they uh, set out to do in the first place. That is unfortunately uh, what's happening. I mean, they are actually making fools of the public in this regard. And, you know, notwithstanding public, the public keep on participating, because if you don't say anything, then they say, well, you haven't participated. But public now participates knowing that government is going to do what they want to do. So, what happens in many of these areas? um, And I can go down the list of all these things where they sh- say they participate they don't participate what stops them court action every time the court action stops them not why they don't listen they use public money taxpayer's money to fight the public on these balls you pay twice you you pay for yourself and you pay the case the state's case against you so, um, unfortunately, this is not going to lead to to, to, to um, legal action, this uh, uh, minimum wage issue, but uh, many other issues. The only thing that stops government is legal action. They do what they set out to do. And, you know, I'm unfortunate, it's unfortunate to say this, but uh, these guys that decide these issues do not own businesses, and yes. uh, they don't understand a loss. Uh, said last night, you know, none of them have ever started a fish and chip shop for that uh, mm. for that for that matter. But but they make these arrangements that severely impact on business. So unfortunately, well, the the point is that people find under the radar. If you go to rural areas, might decide where you want to go. Do you think those people pay um, these wages? They won't. You you must understand. yes something that. A household. There is a mother somewhere with a child. She wants to go to work. She needs money. She needs somebody to, to look after the child. That person cannot afford this amount. So what does she do? Uh, mm. And and when I used that example once uh, um, in in a discussion, somebody said, "Yes, but that is different." I said, "No, no, that's not different. This is the reality. It's happening all the time. That people." There are so many people that just cannot afford it. It's just simply too much. And uh, so they do contract. They fly under the radar. And uh,
0: that, that makes the whole arrangement quite meaningless. Hmm. Gerard you know I wanted to get your thoughts on, on one more matter before we conclude and, and that is that you know South Africa we've seen this push towards social benefits now one can obviously understand any country will have to cut social benefits to those who are of uh, an elderly age of those who are you know disabled even the child grant of course you know for that matter but a, a grant to each and every single person even if an individual is is able-bodied and, and you argue that you know what even a Low-paying job that you receive will be far better than you simply collecting a, a social grant from the government.
1: Oh, there's there's no doubt. Uh, uh, you know what you cannot you can the government cannot compete with uh, even a low-paid job. And uh, what you lose if you don't have that low yourself uh, that low-paid job you lose uh, your self-respect you lose everything um, and and if you must be allowed to start something to to gain workplace experience to, to start to know how this is a, you know when you arrive at a job one of the questions is how long where, where, where did you work previously what is your experience what can you do with your previous boss that i can call him the moment you say i haven't worked for five years your chances of getting a job is very low. Now, if you're talking about this whole scheme, you know, 27 million people in South Africa somehow live on social benefits. 27 million people, that's half of our population. 12 million doesn't have work. 5.5 5, 5. 5 million South Africans pay tax. 16 million work, 5.5 5 pay tax. Now, it doesn't take too much to understand that we simply won't be able to carry that much longer. Our debt increases our payment on our debt increases. We are in trouble. And, and once you've people start relying on, on this payment, you know, you can say you can replace one government with another government, but the other government will be faced with a one heck of a dilemma. So, you know, it's a very unfortunate thing where a, a government by votes by means of grants. They, um, they destroy the lives of many, many people. If no society that lives on these principles can survive and can compete in this world. So this is wrong. It should never have happened.
0: Pap and first, thank you for joining us on Radio Islam International with this, uh, with this discussion. And yes, that's on the back of the uh, increase of the national minimum wage. Have a good evening ahead of you, Harad. Thank you for your time and your insights.
1: Jeanette, uh, thank you. Thank you again for uh, calling me, and uh, you must have a wonderful evening, you and your listeners. Thank you.
0: That was Gerard was uh, chief executive of the National Employers Association of South Africa. What a robust organization that is, right?